What is going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. Guys, today we're going to be talking about creating win win relationships across the board. This conversation actually spawned because Kirsten and I were having a conversation with our daughter Haley, and we were talking about how to approach life and create advantageous relationships. Yes. We've had some really good talks with Haley. This cute little freaking child. We're at the table, and Brian says something, and it was like, it was really, really smart. But Haley's like, can I just grab my notebook out and <laughs> write it down? Yeah. And she wrote down. And then we just dived into a conversation on this. And then we looked at each other and I was like, Monday with the marks, like this needs to be what we talk about. Yeah. So this is what we were talking about. We were talking about human nature and human nature. Everybody on the planet has selfish tendencies. So we were talking about how like, she was like, I just don't like when people do things that like are a direct advantage to them. And then I said to her, I'm like, I was like, Haley, like, Literally 95% of people only do things that have direct advantages to them. Mm, like look yep. at every business on the planet. The reason they're selling you their product is so that they can make more money, regardless of whether or not that's what they say. Like every person on the planet, 95% of people do things that are a direct advantage to them. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. I'm like, that's human nature. Mm-hmm. And then I said, where the disconnect comes is when a human being or a person is taking actions that are a direct advantage to them while also being a direct disadvantage to another person, whether they're doing that consciously or unconsciously. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that I'm in business and let's say I'm selling a meal plan and a training plan. I'm an online coach. I'm selling a meal plan and a training plan and I sell it for a thousand dollars. And when I sell that training plan and a meal plan for a thousand dollars, I literally give my client a cookie cutter bullshit meal plan. I don't ever talk to them. I offer no support and no coaching. When the client reaches out for help, I tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm serious. Yeah. I'm like, I am advantaged in this situation. I take all the money Mm -hmm. and you get absolutely nothing. And it's an advantage to me and it's a disadvantage to you. Because you just spend money and you get jack shit. That's a win-lose relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Or like when you guys, has anybody here ever purchased a shitty product? Like like maybe like a physical product where you like buy it? Yes, my ring light, my light ring. I purchased this ring light and it was like, the most fucking cheap thing I did a YouTube on it. And I was like, I never, ever, ever like bash products unless they're so bad, but it was so bad. Mm. Yeah. And so they took my money and it was a disadvantage to me because none of their fucking instructions were English and it just broke. Mm. So so let's go even deeper. Let's okay. So let's talk about character traits and how you approach friendships. How many of you guys have that friend that every single time they call you, they call you and they always want something. Yeah. They always want something. Yeah. And then when you go to call them, they're not available or they're busy or they can't take your call. The friends that will like call you and be like, hi, how are you? By the way, could you pick me up this and do this, this and this and this and this? So they didn't actually genuinely care about how you were and they weren't calling to check on how you are. They were literally calling for something. That's called a win-lose relationship. Win-lose. Win-lose relationship. You lose. And this is the thing, right? Because if we think about like, Let's talk about a business because, you know, a lot of people that are here are interested and we're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about all of it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about business first. So in business, if you're creating win-lose relationships, it's very possible that you could get some quick quick wins, but eventually time will expose you. Always. So Mm -hmm. if you're selling these like fitness programs that, you know, for higher prices and then you're not actually getting clients results, you're not actually helping them transform their life, you're not actually helping them transform their body or their mindset, like your support isn't there, and as a result, they go through the program and they don't get the result, eventually time will expose you and your business will hit a bottleneck. And you'll know when your business is bottlenecked when you're losing as many clients as you're signing. And I think that this is like 
a lot of people are like, when they get into business, they're like trying to grow as fast as they possibly can. Like they just want to grow, grow, grow. And most people define growth as like marketing and sales. But if you're just selling on the front end, all these things, you're like, I'm just going to sell you this and this result and this result and this result. But on the back end, you're not delivering, you're creating win-lose relationships. And the universe always punishes that because there's only an advantage to one person and that's you. Yeah. Do you have any win-lose relationships? In business? In business, in life in general. Like right now, if you were to think about your relationships, do you think that you currently have a relationship where they're winning, you're losing? Or do you find They're, you're they're winning and I'm losing? Yeah. I did. And we ended the relationship. Yep. And like, that's, and that's what I was going to say that's, too. That's, so that's it, right? So like for me, so maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh, like I actually like, I hired this person to get this result and I've tried the support, I've tried everything and I'm not actually getting like that this person said that I was going to get, like that's a win-lose relationship or even being in business with people. Like I've been in business with people where like I was giving significantly more than they were. Yeah, It was a win-lose relationship yes. because like I was like, they were advantaged because I'm putting in all the work mm -hmm. and they're not putting in any work. So they, they're advantaged. I'm disadvantaged. That's a win-lose win relationship. Yeah. And so you got to fucking... This, my opinion is very savage and it's very direct. Yes. You got to cut those people the fuck out of your life. Those are yes. called energy vampires. Yeah. And so I think like where my head goes in this podcast and like I always like to give you guys little challenges because what I find is that a lot of people will listen to the podcast and it'll make sense, but they won't take action on it. So it makes sense mm -hmm. in their head. They get it, but they don't take action. So like for me, like Brian said, I can't personally think right now, I would have to sit down and think about it, but off the top of my head, I don't have any win-lose relationships because when I find myself in a win-lose relationship, the, the, I just cut them out. Mm -hmm. That's it. I no longer engage in that relationship because relationships should be advantageous for both parties. It shouldn't be you pouring everything from your cup and not getting it filled back up from that person. And so if there's like a relationship that comes to your mind where you're like, holy shit, I would like to, I would dive into your relationships. Mm -hmm. Like what type of relationships do you have in your life right now? What ones serve both parties? And is there relationships that you're in where you feel like you are at a disadvantage? Are they taking from your cup without filling it back up? You know, let's talk about that. So like, this is where like, so we're going to look at your relationships and then we're going to also look at you and how you show up. Yes. So let's take a look at like, I want you to think about your five closest friends or the people that you spend the most time with. Maybe it's friends, family, coworkers, et cetera. Obviously your kids are different. Like you're stuck with them too bad, but friends, family members, coworkers, et cetera. Think about these five people that are in your life mm -hmm. and ask yourself, like, do I feel like I'm at a disadvantage to this relationship? Like, do I feel like I'm giving significantly more and not mm -hmm. getting a lot back? Like, do I feel like I'm showing up with positivity, energy, intentionally, passion to this relationship? And then in return, I get like negativity, pessimism, like no support, et cetera. Like, think about that for a minute and then understand that like you only have a finite amount of energy. Like there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And out of those 24 hours, you're working Amen. eight. Yeah. Right. So maybe you have six to eight to hang out with people and like text them back and reply to their Instagram stories mm -hmm. and whatever. And if like three of those five people are taking value from you, three of those five people are like not giving you energy back. Three of those five people are not supporting you and like encouraging you and helping with your goals. Like it's nearly impossible to grow. Literally. And then what I noticed too, is like so many people will stay in these relationships and complain about these relationships. And that is how they spend their life. They get their cup emptied. They go hang out for an hour, two hours. They come home. They talk about like, oh, this person's really annoying, but I've been friends with them for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So fucking what? So not only are you in a win-lose relationship, but you're also now complaining about the win-lose relationship without taking action. And to me, that's just like, 
the worst cycle mm. to repeat mm -hmm. is go hang out. Oh my God, that person's so fucking annoying. Complain to your friends about how annoying that person is and then proceed to hang out with them again the next week. Yeah, I think that it's like, we have to take a look at our relationships and who we're hanging out with. Mm. And then we have to take a look at ourselves. Yeah. Because the reason that you attracted those people in the first place is because there's something inside of you that like hasn't done the work. Maybe you have no self-respect straight up. Maybe you don't respect yourself enough to like draw a boundary with people that are taking value that from you. It's huge. Right? Maybe you yeah. like, it's comes from a low amount of self-esteem or self-confidence. You're afraid of being alone. So you would rather keep people around you that are dragging you down and holding you back than like go out there and walk the lonely journey. Yeah. That's a really great point. If you're hanging around people that you feel are disrespectful, it is a death that you don't respect yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. This is my honest truth. All right. This is, this is my perception. When I was a drug addict, everyone around me was partying, drinking, doing drugs, etc. Yes. Yeah. And of course I wanted to fucking change my life. And I wanted to like start hanging out with people that were more positive, that were more like supportive, that like actually had my back. But I was also part of the fucking problem because yes. it takes two to tango. Yes. Yes. And so yes. like, yes. I could be like, Oh, you know, I just need to cut these bad people out of my life. But I also have my own flaws and my own like tendencies mm -hmm. that attracted these people in the first place. So if you're in relationships that you know are win-lose, like you need to figure out how you can become a more valuable person yeah. and you can level yourself up so that you can start attracting higher level people. A really easy way to do that, in my opinion, is commit to fitness. Yeah. Straight up. Mm -hmm. Like I like when you actually commit to fitness and you go all in with your fitness journey, like I have so many people that iron energy that I connect with that like I talk to you, like, you know, the kids that go to the gym, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, that will just come up to me and say hi to me while I'm working out because we're in the gym together. We're like working on our fitness goals together. So I understand that they share similar core values as me. So when they come talk to me, I'm like, what's up? If somebody mm -hmm. came up to me at like, if somebody walked in the gym, they were fucked up and they were like high on drugs, they were partying and they tried to talk to me and get out of my fucking face. Mm -hmm. But it's like that same thing is like, if you feel like, the people that are around you are not high level and they're taking value from you. You really need to look inside of yourself and ask yourself what you can do to level up and become a more valuable person so that you have more value to give so that you start attracting higher level people so that they support your goals. And I think like this goes hand in hand with what you just said and something I talked about in my community this morning is so many people don't ask themselves what part they played. Mm -hmm. And so like, this isn't about playing the victim mode and being like, I'm hanging out around with really, really bad people. Because if you are on a consistent basis, hanging around with people that you don't feel are high level that aren't treating you properly, there is, I promise you, a part that you have played in a lot of the time being ignorant to that part. You're just going to find yourself in the same situation. You're going to get rid of these friends and then your next group of friends is going to be the same way. So I believe that in order to attract what you want to attract, you have to be the thing you want to attract. You want to attract people that are authentic, show up fucking authentically. You want to attract people that are kind, do kind things daily. You want to attract those type of people. You need to be the change you want to see. So many people change their environment. I'm going to listen to Brian Kirsten. I'm going to go change my entire friend group, but you don't change your fucking self. You have certain personality traits and characteristics that are attracting that the group of people that you're around right now, whether you want to admit it or not. When I was in like the worst possible friend group, I was the worst possible human. I was the same as them. And one sec. And it's way easier when you're in that situation, when you're like in toxic environments to point the finger at all the other friends that so are easy. doing stupid shit it's without fine. looking at 
the fucking mirror. Yes. And realizing like, huh, like I, I'm a part of this fucking situation. And it's if, fucking me. If you can do that, change is going to happen. If you are constantly like, I hear this all the time too. Oh, everyone's just like, all oh, my friends are so shitty. All my friends are always drinking. If you are unable to actually acknowledge the part you played, the cycle will be repeated. And so I think that's the fucking what? real oh, cake. Oh, the real fucking cake. It's the real fucking it's juicy real fucking ass cheese cake. cake. It's yeah. the cake. It's the cake. I want everyone to write this down. Mm-hmm. If you're driving, you can't Don't write, write it down. down. Just because, say it out loud. Because if you're driving and you write it down, then I'm not taking responsibility for what happens <laughs> after that. Write this down. No matter where you go, there you are. No matter where you go, there you are. You know what that means? Yep. So no matter where you go, where there you are means that step one is to analyze, right? And like look at your friend group and ask yourself who's taking value, who's giving value. Mm-hmm. And of course, the people that are taking value, we need to fucking audit and ask ourselves like, do I need to draw a boundary with this motherfucker? Do I need to cut this person out? Do I need to stop hanging out with them? Right? So that's number one. But number two is what is going on inside of me that caused me to attract this type of person or causes me to connect with this person on a regular basis or like causes me to feel the way that I'm feeling about this person. Like what is it inside of me? Because if you don't address those internal issues that are causing you to Mm -hmm. want to connect and resonate with that type of person on a day-to-day basis, you will, you'll just go find another friend and it'll be the same fucking thing over and over again. Because no matter where you go, there you are. No matter where you go, there you are. That's the work. That's the work. That's the work. I feel like that's the work that people are avoiding. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yeah. I love that. You can't yeah. change what you people don't are, acknowledge. People are afraid of doing the work. The real work is like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself how you can improve. And like earlier on in the podcast, I talked about how like become a more valuable person, mm-hmm. right? And I think that some people might take offense to that because they'll be like, what? I'm not valuable as I am. And I honestly, like the authentic version of you, like you might be valuable, but if you want to like level yourself up, my definition of value is somebody that comes and contributes and benefits my life, Mm -hmm. comes and like tries to help, tries to support, Mm -hmm. tries to be there, Mm -hmm. tries to serve. Somebody that takes value away from me is somebody that's negative, Mm -hmm. pessimistic in their Mm -hmm. opinion. Like they're like, they're always looking for like, reasons why it's not going to work out for me. And they're telling me about all those reasons. They're always gossiping about the latest fucking drama or the latest news station or the latest like fucking Corona baloney or whatever it is. Like these are all definitions of like me taking value. And the only reason that people are like this is because of the vibration that they fucking emulate on. Mm -hmm. Your like your frequency is what you frequently see. And so if you as a person are always negative, always pessimistic, or Mm -hmm. you are a majority of the time, like that is not valuable. That's mm-hmm. not valuable to your fucking kids yeah. who need a mom that's actually yeah. supportive. Yeah. That's not valuable to your clients who need a coach that's actually going to fucking support their goals. That's not valuable to your family who like when you're off work, you get home and you bitch about all the things that aren't going right. So become a more valuable person means that you actually do the internal work that is necessary to level yourself up as an individual so you can approach life from a higher vibration. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you, and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business, and I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. And we all know those people that have struggled with the same thing over and over and over again. I'm sure like I've had clients like that 
where it's like what you're saying isn't hitting and they're constantly struggling with the same thing over and over again. And I think like a really good way to see where you're at is like, I'm not saying that when you're vibrating at a high level that struggles don't exist, like adversity is going to happen, but how do you deal with the adversity? And so what I see is people being like, oh my God, this always fucking happens to me. Fuck this. I'm done. Gets back into momentum. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Repeats. They don't deal with their struggles differently. So like, we're not saying that like high vibration means that like adversity isn't going to hit, but how are you going to deal with the adversity? Because the most frustrating thing to me, especially being a coach is seeing someone go through the same thing over and over and over again to the point where it's like, it is frustrating to me to give you advice because I can see you dealing with each situation the same fucking way. And so I think one of the keys that you need to pull from this podcast is how are you responding to the adversity that comes to you? How are you responding? Is it working? After adversity hits, do you find that you're coming out stronger? Do you feel like you've made progress? Or do you feel like you just go back into that same cycle? Your response to the adversity you go through is everything because it's going to come, it's going to go. But the most fucking tiring thing is seeing people struggle with the same thing over and over and over again in the exact same way. What are you going to do differently? I'm going to go deep because yeah. I feel like I want to go deep because yeah. I want to fucking hit. Yes, all right? let's fucking hit Listen, it. Listen, yeah. here, here's the thing, right? So like, so we're talking about creating win-win relationships, yes. right? So the conversation started with, you need to be having win-win relationships in your life, period. And mm-hmm. then the conversation went, if you don't have win-win relationships in your life, then a lot of it has to do with like who you are as a person and like, you know, like how you're showing up in the world. And here's the hard and the sad truth that a lot of people don't want to hear. How you're showing up in the world is a direct reflection of your internal mental state Mm -hmm. that was formed and shaped by your childhood. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that you guys are doing on a day-to-day basis, you're not even aware of, like you're not even aware of why you respond to certain situations like this, why you get mad when your husband fucking like, Mm -hmm. why this happens, why that happens. Like you're not even aware of why you respond the way that you respond because a lot of those things stem from your childhood. And I'm going to be honest and open. I'm going to share my own personal story with you. So my personal story and my mom and I don't have the closest relationship now. I Mm -hmm. don't hold any resentment anymore. Mm -hmm. But when I was eight years old, and, you know, my entire life, like, I'm the only black kid in my family. Mm-hmm. My entire life, I grew up and I, like, asked my mom, like, I was like, why am I black? Like, what, like what's going on? Like, why are my brothers and sisters white? And she would never tell me. And then finally, when I was eight years old, she's like, stop asking me. Your dad died in a car crash. Don't fucking ask me again. And from mm-hmm. that point, I was just, like, so rebellious to the point where I was like, fuck you. I'm not listening to anything that you mm-hmm. say, even at eight years old. So at eight years old, she calls my grandma in front of me. She's like, if you don't come pick this kid up, I'm sending him to foster care. So in that moment at eight years old, like I don't exactly, you can't really process trauma at that age. So I don't really know what the fuck happened, but all I remember is all my shit getting packed into two garbage bags and my grandma coming to pick me up and I'm receiving the garbage bags. I take them and I walk and my grandma's crying. I'm crying. And that was like literally me getting kicked out of my house when I was fucking eight. And so growing up, like when I was like 21, 22, 23, 24, I couldn't, couldn't keep a fucking girlfriend to save my life. To save my life. I actually, I told you this already. Mm -hmm. When I was 18 years old, the girl that I dated, I broke up with. And she asked me why I broke up with her. I was like, I'm breaking up with you because I could see myself marrying you. And I don't want to do that. And I literally had no fucking idea why. No clue. And so as I got older and I like, I kept fucking doing the same thing. Every girl I would get to like three to four months, we'd get too close. And I'd be like, nope, like breaking up with you, cutting it off. I'd find a way to fucking burn it to the ground. And I didn't even realize that the reason that I kept burning it to the ground was my childhood trauma. And so when I actually started doing the fucking work and I like 
started doing the healing and the internal work, it allowed me to start building a close relationship with Kirsten. But even in our relationship, I was just going to say, even in our relationship, mm-hmm. I've done things where I like pushed her away and I'm like, fuck you. And I like, or, try ran. To, or I try to burn it to the ground mm-hmm. or I try to run because she gets too close. And then I'm like, fuck. So what I'm saying to you is that a lot of the reasons that you do some of the stuff that you do and the reason that you attract the people that you're attracting in your life right now oftentimes has something to do with some sort of like childhood experience that you haven't fully like worked through and processed and, and actually gone through. And for those of you guys that are in my community where I'm telling, I know you tell your community to do this too, like all the fucking mindset stuff and the affirmations and all the stuff, like there's two ways to work on your mindset inside out and outside in. And so inside out is like gratitude, affirmations, like meditate, like all the, like the, like stuff that's like, will help you with your mindset that's outside in. Right. So I'm like going from the outside and I'm working inwards towards my inner self inside out is literally going back to your past trauma with like a therapist, hypnosis, whatever you choose to do and like healing from within. And both are necessary if you want to live a phenomenal life and you want to create relationships where both parties win. But this isn't just like relationships where both parties win. Like this is like ultimately like this is success in your fitness journey too. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's on a fitness journey and they're like, they lose 15, 20 pounds, but then their inner child kicks in, they're like, and their self-image kicks in and they like start to see themselves differently in the mirror, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going to adjust to their normal temperature. Mm-hmm. So this isn't just win-win relationships. This is also like how you show up in your fitness journey. relationship with yourself because you can be in a disadvantaged relationship with yourself when there's like the part of you that knows that you're like worthy and capable. And then there's that other part of you that is like, no, you can't, no, you can't. So it's like, what one are you going to allow win? And how are mm-hmm. you going to, I think it's about responding differently. And so I think like for you, what would you say? Because I think this will be valuable when it comes to our relationship, because you've always ran, you've always ran. What would be the number one thing that made it different? Because I think I know, but I would be super curious, like what was the change? Like what was the mm. number one thing? Because we're like, this is Brian's longest relationship. I, I think the difference is that when I tried to run, you didn't let me. Mm-hmm. And so when I tried to run, you didn't let me. And because you didn't let me, I was like, well, I should really work on this stuff. I, <laughs> I was like, if she's going to love me through this shit, I really need to fucking start doing some work on myself. And, but that's sometimes that's what it takes. I'm yeah. serious. That sounds super cheesy. But like, that was also the only reason I got over my drug addiction. Yeah. It's because my grandma fucking like loved me. And so like, yeah. I hated myself. I literally yeah. thought I was like a loser piece of shit. Yeah. And then she like still loved me. And I was like, well, she still loves me. So I should probably stop being an asshole. And that's pretty close to what I thought as well. So what I think is when I responded to you doing the actions you did from a place of like love, and I'm like, I still love you. Like, I'm not going to judge you. Then you were able to become more aware of those things. Because if I didn't, if I was like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, you would put on the Brian Mark mask and you'd be like, I'm fucking good. I'm going to fucking like revenge is blah, blah, blah. But I never (laughs) got upset with him. I just said, I love you. Please like come home. And that allowed you to become aware of a part of you that needed healing and you weren't being pushed away for something that was like something that needs to be worked on. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. Yeah. So I think, so let, now let's talk about our relationship. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like people now we're fucking here, mm-hmm. like win-win relationships in partnerships is like for us, like there's been times where I'd like, I was in the wrong. And even though I was in the wrong and she could have been like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. She was like, I love you. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. There's been times where she's in the wrong. And mm-hmm. even though I know that she's in the wrong, I'm like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like that to me is like a symbiotic relationship is where mm-hmm. both parties are at an advantage. And I mm-hmm. feel like anytime we've gotten into a big fight, one of the things that I 
try to do. And that like, I like, I try to ask myself what I would want in this situation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that isn't always right because Mm -hmm. fucking trying to make like help females get through their emotions (laughs) is like trying to fucking decode Chinese (laughs) and a Rubik's cube at the same time. But I try to ask myself if I was feeling like she was feeling what would I want? And I try to give that. Oftentimes it doesn't work, but decode Chinese and doing a Rubik's cube at the same. Yes, that is exactly what it's like. That needs to be a a post that we make here. Yeah. That needs to be a post that is fucking hilarious. It's accurate. Yeah, it is. It is accurate. Love is the highest frequency. So I have been in relationships where I have spoken words that I didn't actually genuinely mean and things that I didn't want to happen happened because of words that I said. So things like I'm fucking leaving and fuck you and this and this. When you respond to a situation with anger, you get anger back and there is no solution. And so one thing I've learned through my past relationships is like, say what you fucking mean. And I've like, I've said things to Brian, like I'm not perfect, but I really try my best. Like I think what's far worse than being the person who has things that are not actual words that come from a place of authenticity said to them, I think it's worse to be the person that said them because you can't take them back. And so for me in previous relationships, I said things and I said things and I'm like, shit, like I didn't actually mean that. And so anytime Brian has opened up to me about something, I try my best to take my space and speak from a place that actually has like meaning and speak from a place of love. Because anytime I'm angry, nothing good comes out of my mouth. So I need to ground myself before approaching the situation. Hmm. Bet. And then now it's like, we're very aware of like our relationship. And if we, if things like aren't going well, we like, we both are in this relationship because we, I get a ton of value from you Mm -hmm. together. Like you get value from me Mm -hmm. together. We just like keep growing. We keep hitting new levels. We like make mistakes. We learn and we grow together. Like we've never hit a spot like this for longer than a week with us being like, we need to make some changes. So long as we're growing together, like we'll stay together. Like Mm -hmm. we're becoming better people. So like our relationship is advantageous to both parties. Here's like my definition of a healthy relationship. This is my truth and what I believe to be true. And obviously you have your own interpretation of the truth, but this is my truth. Mm -hmm. I think a healthy relationship is one where both parties make commitments. There's three commitments. Mm -hmm. Party number one makes the commitment to work on themselves for the rest of time. I will work on myself. I will develop myself. I will become a better person. I'll become more. Uh, the best version of myself. I will uncover my fucking diamond. I will sparkle my shine. I will speak my truth. I'll become the best version of myself. That's party number one. Yes. Party number two also makes that commitment. Exactly. And party number two says, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to become a better person. I'm going to level the fuck up. I'm going to do everything I can possibly do to sparkle my shine, unfucking filter my diamond, speak with passion, shine bright like a diamond. And then both parties make the commitment that they're going to work on the relationship together. Yes. That to me is my definition of a healthy relationship. Yes. I'm working on myself. Yeah. You're working on yourself. We're working on the relationship together. And if one of those pieces is missing, if you're so willing to work on yourself, but you're not willing to work on things and make compromises with your partner, it doesn't work. So I completely agree. Those are the three key things. When you are so willing to work on yourself and your partner isn't, you're going to start leveling up. And typically what happens when is they're going to get, yes, exactly. So you, you guys, like you and your partner need to be on the same page, same team. And like Brian and I do a very good job of staying on the same team. And if we feel like we are drifting 
and we're on separate teams, we reconnect and we get back on the same team. Because if I was committed to working on myself, like I'm going to be super honest with you guys. If Brian decided that he wanted to start partying every weekend, like I would leave him and I know he would do the same for me. If I decided that I was like, I want to go to the bar every weekend and I went back to drinking and he'd be like, bye. And so would I, because like, I like, I don't tolerate that. That's not something I want in my life. But we like, when we first started dating, we were like partying more than we did now, not as much. Mm -hmm. And then we slowly stopped stopped, and we always see on the same page, this trip, neither of us, like we genuinely looked at ourselves at 10 PM when we were out for dinner and maybe we're going to go out for a little bit longer. And Brian's like, want to go home and go to bed? Absolutely. Yes. And we have had to like work towards that because there has been times where I've wanted to go out and Brian's wanted to stay in. But now to me, I know like, we're just like not nightlife people. Yeah. I think that I want to end the conversation with this because I think this will be valuable. How do you become a more valuable person? Yes. I want to end with this. How do you become a more valuable person? I think that this answer is universal across the fucking board. Me too. The way that you become a more valuable person is you work on your fucking health. You work on your fitness. Yeah. Period. You work on your health and you work on your fitness across the board. If you're a personal trainer in my community, work on your fucking health and work on your fitness. Mm -hmm. Become a leader worth following. If you're a fitness client... And you are, you know, in Kirsten's program or whatever, mm-hmm. you're one of, in one of my clients' program, working on your health and working on your fitness is how you become more valuable. Because by working on yourself, you'll be able to live longer for your fucking family. You'll have more energy every single day. You'll be a lot more optimistic. You'll be a lot happier on a regular basis. You'll improve your self-confidence. You'll improve your energy. You'll be like more positive overall. And as a result, you will be a more valuable person. The number one way to increase your value is to work on your fitness, period. And I want to add something to that because I agree, but I also think that it needs to incorporate something with like your mindset as well, because there was an area of, there was a time in my life where I was so focused on fitness, but I didn't have the right knowledge that I was doing all the wrong things. I got super lean. I was like 120 pounds, still insecure, still lack confidence. So I agree moving your body and fucking you guys like you cannot be like two to 300 pounds overweight and genuinely be happy. Like you are literally killing your body. So I agree that health and fitness is one, moving your body. This isn't like a physical shape. It isn't a number. It's quite literally taking care of yourself, moving your body, going to the gym, however that looks for you. While also like investing in self-development books, make sure that you're going like and working through that childhood trauma. Because so many people will go to the gym as an escape and they won't actually face their real feelings. And that's what I did. And that's, and so I want to touch on that because- I think that's the like the ascension ladder. Mm-hmm. So I feel like step one is to go to the fucking gym or like go yeah. for a fucking walk, go to a yeah. yoga class, go for like, put your shoes on, get outside, move your body. That's step one. And I feel like they progress. So like, then it's like working out, eating healthy, fucking going to the gym consistently. Like, and then it's like working on your mindset and then it's meditating and then it's gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the next level where it's like, it's trauma. So it's like, I think that it starts down here. Mm-hmm. like literally go to the fucking yeah. gym yeah. and then as you go to the gym then you start yeah. eating healthy then yeah. you get consistent maybe yeah. you do something that challenges your fitness and then you're like then let's meditate gratitude etc like mm-hmm. it's it like all stacks mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. and then you just yes. like for me like i wake up and i would say sometimes i'm like a grumpy piece of shit but once i actually get into my day and i do my fitness then i feel fucking great right yeah so it's like if you can approach every single day and you can feel good every single day because you're working on your health working on your mindset etc you'll be a more valuable person overall and you'll be easier for you to create win-win relationships. Also, it'll be a lot lot easier for you to draw boundaries because you'll have more self-respect, you'll have more self-confidence and you'll be able to approach situations with a lot more like bravado. Yeah. And I want to add one more thing. This is like the never ending, the never ending one more thing that if you are going to the gym purely for the physical benefits, 
I wildly disagree with that. I think like, I want like a tiny waist. I want a big booty. I love all those things, but a massive part of why I go to the gym is the mental health benefits that it gives me. So, so many people get, I think that's where the disconnect is when you get hyper-focused on like the physical, cause like you're going to, you can, you can grow a large peach. You can get a snatch waist. You can do all those things. But when we're so hyper-focused on that and we neglect seeing all the progress that we're making on the way, when it comes to how we feel going into each day, we keep ourselves stuck. And so I am like, so many people are like, the gym isn't about looking good. Yes, it is. I want to look good in a fucking bikini. So I don't like that. But I also don't like when people are just like, I'm going to the gym, literally look good in a bathing suit and nothing else. So I'm like the middle ground where I'm like, go to the gym, get a fat ass, get a snatch waist or whatever you want, but also go to the gym because it's going to help your mental health. So both. That's what I think. Hashtag facts. Yes. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. I hope you have the best day of your entire life. Thank you so much for tuning into this motherfucking podcast. And guys, if you got value from my podcast and you want to learn more about how to work with me in the Change Dogs Academy, DM me on Instagram, more clients. And if you want to find me on social media, follow me at The Real Chris and Mark on all platforms. Peace.